I'm Jay Pitts, a real estate broker, agent, leader, and investor. For the last decade, I've navigated the craziest of real estate markets this country has ever seen, selling over 2,000 homes, moving in and out of markets, always ahead of the curve. And now I'm bringing that perspective to you. This is your resource, and Real Talk About Real Estate starts right now. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Resource Real Talk About Real Estate. I'm Gabe Pruitt. And I'm Jay Pitts. What's up, Jay? What's up, man? We are back for another episode of Resource, episode 51 of Resource. And today, we're going to talk about reviews. We're going to talk about good reviews, bad reviews. Uh, but specifically, the reason we're going to talk about this, we had an interesting uh, an interesting story that we talked about in the office this past week that got us thinking about this topic. Uh I could lay the I could lay the groundwork for this, but I think it'd be better if you told our listeners how how this kind of happened. Why don't you kind of set the stage for this story? Okay, well, yeah. So I think I, I love it when we have the opportunity or when we are inspired by timely events mm-hmm. to to go in the studio and record for our listeners and create value. Yeah. Okay. So what 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 happened here? Okay, um, for for those of you listening at home, um, first time ever. There's a first time for everything, especially in real estate. <laughs> I got a bad review. Hmm. Yeah, and we're not talking like a eh, review. This was a one star review. Yeah, yeah one star. Bum, bum, this bum. was an angry review. Yeah, very angry. And and you know, I I knew that this guy was not happy. Um, and I'm not even gonna say that he didn't have. Um, he didn't a have a reason to be upset. He, he might've had a reason or somewhat of a reason to be upset, but a conflated reason, but it was definitely conflated. It was definitely misleading. It was definitely overblown and vague and left the way so many poor criticisms are left with the opportunity for the imagination to make things so much worse right. than they are. So I felt very, I felt compelled. I felt compelled to not only answer, which is we're going to talk about whether that's a good PR strategy what or not. What you should do when receiving a poor review. Um, you know, the, the, the opposite of a testimonial. Right. Um, what we're going to talk about what to do today in this episode, but, you know, I felt compelled to respond, not just to clarify, um, and that—that's definitely step one. But I, I also felt a little bit compelled to take it a step further. And it's not that there is no risk associated with going that next step, um, and and I wouldn't always always recommend it. Mm-hmm. Um, it really depends on the circumstances. But in this case, and and I would argue. In most cases, not that we're perfect, Gabe. You know, our team's not perfect. I'm not perfect. Our agents aren't perfect. Our staff isn't perfect. Right. But in this instance. But in this instance, there was just, I felt so compelled to take another step because what was said um, was not was not true and accurate. It was misleading. It was misleading. And it was left to the devices of those on the internet that would believe that we are something that we're not. And right. so I needed to clear the air. That's that's what I needed. 
um, for myself to feel good about. It's what I needed for our agent who was also involved mm-hmm. in the situation for, for, for her and, and her, uh, sanity, her, yeah. her honor to be defended, reputation, sure. Reputation to be, to be upheld. And, and so that's kind of where, that's kind of where we went. And the, and the step we took was we made, uh, an appeal to our community of followers not just like social channel followers, but the people that have done business with us um, to do their best to show what we're really about. <coughs> so they, they show what we're really about and that, you know, I may not have done that depending on what channel this gentleman had, had, uh, had made his claims on, mm-hmm. you know, certain channels we are, you know, so strong in the review culture that it wouldn't have it wouldn't have made a difference, which is something I wanted to point out because another piece of context that you might need when hearing this is we we talk a lot about Zillow reviews on the show, and you know we're a team with two hundred plus five star Zillow reviews. So while a one star review would be disappointing, it also wouldn't stand out very much. This, however, was a one star review on our Google reviews. So like your Google reviews, like you see for restaurants, like for our business, yeah. Uh, and that was only so meaningful because it was one of one review we had. <laughs> yeah. So I'll, I'll put this in perspective, okay? We're actually at 332 five-star reviews on Zillow. Oh, man. I said 200 plus. So we are, collab- we, we, we are collectively a five out of five with 332 votes. Massive. Yeah. We, we, we have placed more emphasis on that than we have any other review site or engine or, you know, source. Right. You know, no other place that reviews are calculated. Facebook, we have 18 with an average of 4.9. Okay. okay? And um, I, th- I think literally we got a four out of five stars by accident because the person wrote some very glowing comments. Yeah, and it just was a four. And it was just a four. And, you know, different people interact with reviews in different ways. To some people, four out of five is amazing. Yeah. You know, and... and some people feel disingenuous giving a five out of five. E- exactly, exactly. And though we love five-star reviews, we, we, we say it, you know, yeah. when we request, hey, would you mind giving us a five-star review? It's because we want people to understand that that's what we strive for. Yep. And so 332 on Zillow, 19, which is we haven't worked, excuse me, 18 on Facebook. We haven't really worked on that. That's been organic. Like we haven't requested any of those. Um, and 4.9. And we had zero on Google. Right. Zero. Now, Remax Premier Properties and Premier Property Management, we have reviews there. Um, on Google, but we'd never, we, we just never made it a priority. We don't do Yelp. Sure. We don't do other yeah. sites. Um, and so, yeah, this was, this kind of burned a little bit. I got one review on Google and anybody that Googles my business, JT Pitts and Associates, finds one single one star review. Yeah. So let's talk about the aftermath of what you decided to do. So what, what was interesting to me when I saw this last night, because I didn't know you were going to do this, but I no, was looking at Facebook did. and you posted. Yeah. The review the bad review for everyone to see. But you know, maybe you didn't even though it was the one review, a lot of the people that know you probably would never have come into contact with it and it probably wouldn't have been as impactful as your 300 plus Zillow reviews. But what you decided to do, if I'm right, was take it and show it to all of your sphere and say, "Look at this review that we got. This is why we feel that this is an unfair characterization of our services." And we would love it if you would help us drown out this bad review. And what happened after that? Well, yeah, and that's just it. I said, here it is. Here's a link to it. There's my response. Mm -hmm. I've worked a long time 
to build a reputation, a great one, okay? And I can't control this person who decided to be angry with me, okay, and our team, and who decided to say things that weren't exactly true, okay, that I have no opportunity to, you know, essentially deny him that opportunity to say these slanderous things about me. I have have no, no recourse. Google won't take it down. I know this for a fact. Um, he has to elect to take it down. Sure. That's it. And and even if he takes it down, the 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 one star stays. Oh, really? Yeah. It's just the description would leave. Yeah, and that's not go- even better. And if you Google it, if you like, like the the context is not there, but the star stays there. Well, that's almost worse in this. Case it is almost. His- it is almost worse because if you if you if he took it down, then you wouldn't be able to see my response. You wouldn't be able to see uh. anyway. So so basically, what I said was to our and and I have near. 5,000 followers on Facebook, okay? Um, I said to those people, if you've had a good relation, a, a good response to us, review us accurately, okay? But if you've had a great experience, like I believe that most of you have, if you would take five minutes and write something. Um, I didn't ask for a five-star review. Nope. Okay? I didn't ask anyone to say anything that wasn't true. Okay, all I said was, as I'm responding to this negativity with positivity, because I believe that my people will have my back. And, you know, I posted a link directly to the review itself and my response. And what happened next was pretty incredible. I mean, I don't even know the number of comments that I got. I know for a fact that we are currently from one at 10 p.m. last night. Mm hmm. We are now at 53 reviews. So 52. From, t- from 10 p.m. last night. 10 p.m. last night is when now. I posted this. 10 p.m. One, you know, it's 345 in the afternoon right now. Yeah. Okay. 10 p.m. to 345 p.m., uh, a good chunk of which everybody was sleeping. We've gotten 52 reviews, all of which are five stars, and our average is now at 4.9. Wow. 4.9 stars. Pretty incredible. From an average of one. <laughs> From an average of one star with one review. Okay. Furthermore, I mean, it, you know, it's not even, I mean, that's, that's not even it. You know, these reviews came from real estate brokers, agents, um, colleagues in other markets that we've referred to, clients that we've sold to, clients that we haven't sold to that just came across our path. So it, people that just started working with us, not people that are like deeply entrenched in our, or, or people that, that worked with us and didn't buy. Yeah. Somebody that, you know, there was one that, that passed through Louisville for a period of time, went to see a few houses, never bought anything and got transferred somewhere else for work. Felt compelled, felt, felt impacted by what we had done for them that they wrote a wrote, wrote a review. Okay. There were, you know, past employees, Gabe, yep. that worked here, that no longer work here, that have no incentive to say nice things about me unless they're true, Sure, came to our defense. You know, agents that used to work for me that no longer do, that have no incentive to say nice things about me unless they're true, came to our defense. And, you know, and, and this is this goes from agents one week in the business to agents that have been in the business for 40 years. And so I was extremely humbled by all of this. It's really, you know, kind of what led us to to record this episode today because this is not something we saw coming. This is something we had to be reactive to. We could not control it. 
Um, and you know, I don't want to talk about the details of the situation. No, but but suffice it to say, it's, it is my opinion that we did a very good job. And and unfortunately, the other party has a different opinion. Yeah, and and they're entitled to their opinion. So anyway, that's that's kind of where we're at, man. And and you know, I've got like seventy five comments in this thread on Facebook, um, essentially saying very nice things. And I I was not compliment fishing. <laughs> like if I could if I could be so lucky as to ask for compliments and get this kind of thing. Well, that's one of the points I was going to make um, too. How often do you try to get reviews as a real estate agent? You're trying to get your review reps up, and you ask and get nothing. But in this instance, people felt. They felt not just, they didn't feel obligated, but they felt inclined. They wanted to go and review you. Compelled. Compelled. Compelled is a good way to put it in my mind. Um, and maybe, maybe it's just that, um, maybe it's just, it's that whole, people like to defend a victim Mm -hmm. and they felt like I was a victim in this case. I don't know. Well, and I think it's also important, you already mentioned it, you know, that it was a humbling experience, but we don't talk about this and we're not recording an episode to pat ourselves on the back and and congratulate ourselves for having such a loyal uh, base of past clients and friends and other service providers. I think what we want to do today is figure out why this happened the way it did and how you can use the correct response to negative feedback and almost leverage it into more positive feedback. You know what I mean? I want to figure out how you take this situation because even the best agents, I mean, we have top producers that are listening right now. And when we said, what do you do about a bad review? They're like, bad reviews. I don't get bad reviews. You know, I've got, well, we, we understand you. We hear you. We've got 300 plus five star reviews. Okay. So, I mean, we know what you mean, but everyone has that situation where someone for, for reasons that are clear or for reasons that you don't understand, just for some reason, they were not a fit with you and they leave you bad reviews or they leave you bad feedback or they are spreading, you know, ill will about your name on Facebook and they start tagging you everywhere. There's always a situation like this. And for a lot of people, it can be so uh, foreign to them that they don't know exactly what to do. You know, do I just kind of let this person go or do I say something? Uh, And I think that you know, in this particular situation, it ended up being very good. And I think it taught us a lot about what we should do in the future when we're faced with this. So what are the things that you would pass on to another agent that finds himself in this situation? They have a a reputation they want to defend. That's very important to them. a, A professional image that's being tarnished by someone and that's outside of their control. What should the reaction be? Well, number one, don't believe you're above it. Okay. Okay. No one is above it. No one can please everyone. Right. Okay, unfortunately, these people have the platform at their disposal to say what they want with basic impunity. Basically, you know, no no op, no likelihood of consequence. Mm-hmm. They have the platform to do so because yeah. if, everybody feels empowered if you behind want the to keyboard. Pursue, if you want to pursue slander or Number one, you got to prove it. Number two, it's hard. Number yeah. three, it's costly. You know, I mean, it takes a lot of time. So, it, it, if I wanted to, there there would be nothing there for me to get yeah. from pursuing something like that. So, don't believe you're above it. No one can please everyone. It will happen. If it hasn't, it will. I'm very fortunate that it happened in the way that it did, and not yet happened in in a way that was harder to contain right um you know not to mention nobody's nobody's perfect nobody 
I mean, we make mistakes. Like there were ways that we could have handled this situation a little better. Right. Um, you know, I, I understand the gentleman's frustrations. Okay. I just ultimately believe that it was not choices that we made that led, led to the outcome. It was decisions that were made without our input. Sure. Like I said, I'm not going to get into specifics, but okay. So what do you do? Okay. First step is if you have the ability to respond in a public forum, you take that opportunity. And do you do it a specific way or is it just important to put your voice out there? Um, You absolutely do it a specific way. Okay. But that way may change depending on the circumstances. Right. So in this situation, I felt a hundred percent vindicated hundred percent behind us and how we went about things. Yep. Okay. No question. So my response was specific. It was timely. So it was right after his review posted. Right. Okay. It was specific to the circumstances of the situation. There was no bluster. There was no exaggeration. Yep. It was straight facts. No need. No need for exaggeration. No need. You were in the right. Okay. There is... there. When you're right, all you have to do is state the facts and state them plainly. Mm-hmm. So in this situation, I mean, I'm human. I felt um, attacked. I felt um, mistreated. Mm-hmm. Okay, misrepresented. I, I, fe- yeah. I felt misrepresented. I I f- I felt the urge. Okay, to exact some sort of revenge. Like all humans, I'm sure, have some urge to do that, to act in a way that's not necessarily appropriate, but you know, two wrongs don't make a right. Gabe. Sure. And so you have to set that aside. You know, I made the joke. Somebody, you know, complimented my response and said, um, you handled that way better than I did and I, than I would have. And I said, you know, um, it, was, it was the best I could do. And it was the sure. best I could do. And I also said, I wrote it after I counted to 10 yeah. <laughs> out loud, like, you know, jokingly saying that I needed to compose myself before I did it, after I first read it. But, I mean, when you sit, step back and think about it, why respond any other way? Why take someone who is so ill-informed about how the process went on around them that they would write this review in the first place? What do you do when you sink to their level and you throw punches back? You, you show them that you are their equal, and I think that would have been the complete Absolutely. incorrect approach here. A- Absolutely. So, so I'll give you, I'll give you a uh, an outlier here in a minute. Something okay. where where it's slightly different. Okay. Um, this situation, I stayed very professional. Okay, spoke to the facts. I wasn't. I didn't belabor the points. I just simply stated the facts why I felt he was he was incorrect, and and you move on from it. Okay. Um, and, and you do it in an uplifting tone if possible. Okay. Now there are times, okay. And this is another opportunity that the internet grants you just as it grants them the opportunity to pretty much say what they want to say with impunity, Mm -hmm. but the internet grants you the opportunity to respond in whichever way you see fit. Mm -hmm. Carefully Uh, crafted too. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I've seen situations where people have been completely and utterly rude, completely, out of bounds, disrespectful, and just over the top. Okay. In those moments, if you would like to exercise some humor and, and 
you know, sarcasm in responding with the facts, I would bless that. Okay. So for example, I had a good friend of mine. Okay. That was really, he he was called the curse word in a public setting. Now this this was on social media, um, not necessarily in a review engine. Okay. Um, he, he was called curse words by this person. They were completely belligerent. Okay. So he made a nicely crafted, somewhat snarky response to the facts. And he signed it. The jackasses, you know, I mean, <laughs> well, it's important to mention he was called a jackass. He was, in called, the post. The, he yeah. was called a jackass and he signed it. The jackasses. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. So the culture that you're dealing with, with people that read reviews on the internet, they are not humorless people. No. They see that the first person is being out of bounds. I don't want to call well, them and a jackass. Anytime but. there's a response from the, rev- from the reviewee to the reviewer, I mean, and we know this because we live in the review era, and I want to talk about that in a little bit, but anytime I see a review for anything where the provider has responded, I read both. And I think most people read both and they gauge which person do I trust more, the purveyor or the reviewer, right? And if the reviewer writes a post that seems belligerent and angry and off base with like 15 misspelled words and they're all the punctuation wrongs and the purveyor of the product responds back with one sentence, well-crafted, they get straight to the point and also makes you chuckle a little bit because you can tell that they had no time for the shenanigans. Who like? Do you feel it? Like, oh, I'm not buying that. You win, mic drop. They were sarcastic to their over. customer. I'm not buying their product. <laughs> like no one says that. No, they don't. They appreciate you. Yeah. Now, also, I said sarcastic. I don't. And this is not someone that says, "Well, your mom is ugly." Oh, no, no. It's yeah. it's none of that, Gabe. Right. They stick to the point exactly. And and I I am not so rigid. I just want to. That, that's that's where I'm coming from. I'm not so rigid that it has to be toe the company line. You know, speak the HR speak. Yeah, give put okay. out a PR statement. Put, put out a PR like a, statement. You know no. that kind of stuff. P, PC. I'm not going there, right? Like I think today's consumer rever- reveres authenticity. Absolutely. Okay, so that's why all the social media managers that are making six figures out there for these major companies and these huge sport teams are like, like the average age is like 21. They're hiring like these young social media savvy influencers that, that know how to interact with their audience because people are like, think about Wendy's. Wendy's is what really started this like a couple of years ago. Oh, they and people yeah, see absolutely. it's a young intern running the Wendy's Twitter account. They're like, wow, like it's like posting like memes and they dropped like a freaking like mixtape. Like all these different things are ridiculous. I'll, gi- I'll give you a great example. This, yeah. this is a local example. So okay. my beloved U of L Cardinals got crushed by Georgia Tech last week. Mm. Crushed. Mm. Let's have a There's, moment of silence for the Louisville Cardinals. <laughs> the, no, we're not going there. They, 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 there is a beef between our defensive coordinator and the Georgia Tech head coach. Yeah, okay. Okay. And so he decided to make an example of us because of his beef with our D coordinator. Mm-hmm. So when they got home the evening of the game, they flew back to Atlanta. Okay. There's a picture on their Instagram account that says, um, our 10th and final touchdown of the evening, courtesy of Delta Airlines at such and such airport. 
Time to go home and get some rest. Our tenth and final, tenth touchdown. And final touchdown of the evening. It's pretty it's because pretty they funny. because they put up nine touchdowns on the cards. Yeah. Okay. Now, here's the thing. <laughs> nobody nobody knows number one who penned that Instagram post, but trust me, that guy's not getting suspended on Monday morning. He's sure getting ain't. patted on the back exactly. because that is funny. Yeah. Okay. It drives engagement. So when when you respond to someone's concerns who called just called you a jackass, signing sincerely yours the jackasses, yeah, that's funny, yeah, and people appreciate a sense of humor, especially when it comes in the in the context of a well thought out and executed professional message. And what's that also is professional, absolutely. And what's also important to remember is this is. It all depends on what position you're coming from, too. Like I said, when when someone reviews you and you're perched on top of 300 five-star reviews, you can pretty much respond almost any way you want as long as it's professional and you win the day. But what if, and I know the person that you're talking about who, who penned that response. I mean, we had talked about that before. But what if he had an average of like three and a half star reviews and he was... And his page was riddled with poor reviews, and this wasn't the first time. What if this was someone that's constantly getting negative feedback, and they're responding like this, and they're snarking towards... No shot. Yeah, I mean, it looks different, doesn't it? It absolutely looks different. And and let me tell you something. If I felt like we'd done something wrong, I would respond differently. Yeah. I would have been, I would have been very, very subdued, very mm-hmm. apologetic, and I would have owned it. Yeah. And you know the thing is... Not Gabe, the right time to flex on somebody when... <laughs> you're not going to flex on somebody when you made mistakes, Gabe. You know, I'll be the first one to say, and I said it in my response to this gentleman, you know, we've learned some valuable lessons from this. Yeah, even okay? to this guy, you said that. I even said, and, and you know, I've ha- I had people that said I might, maybe I should take that part out of my response before I, I published said that. it. You said that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but, but my, and my, what did I say to you? I said, you know what? There were things we could have done better. Sure. There were things we could have done better. We may not have been wrong. And admitting that makes you the bigger person. And, and, and that is attractive to people. Okay, so if you are credible, capable, you know, professional, responsible, you know, if you own your stuff, okay, and somebody tries to bully you, fight back. Sure. Because the truth is we're in an era where people can say things about you and don't even need proof. Nope. Okay. And and then guess what? It's the court of public opinion that decides who's right or wrong. It's the reviewer, it's 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 the person online reading both the reviewer and the reviewee's comments. Sure. And I'm glad you mentioned that because it's obviously, you know, we're not going to go down any rabbit holes here, but it's a timely thing to talk about how the court of public opinion chooses when someone says something about you whether it's true or not, whether it's, you know, based in fact or it's completely baseless. It can be a scary thing to be in that position, but I think what's most important to remember, because this is probably conjuring up some images in our listeners' minds of recent events. Um, I was wondering if you were going to go there. I'm not going to go there. Please I'm going to go, go past there. there but this what, is zoom on right now. No, on what I, the point I want to make, though, is a simple one. When you find yourself in the court of public opinion, the best thing you can lean back on is the reputation that you've already built. Absolutely. People that have built ironclad reputations and they have 300 people willing to take arms for them and say, this person did this for me and they're great... Those people don't have to worry about false accusations, okay? No, absolutely. Like, you come at me, you're coming at 300, 300 other people sure. on Zillow, 332 other people that disagree with you. Yeah. No one should be walking around, no agent, and let's just keep it in agents for now, no agent should be walking around saying, what if someone writes a bad review that I don't even know? What if they just write a, a bad review about me and everybody believes it? Guess what? No one's going to believe it if you run your business like you should 
And they, they'll see that review and say, no, that's not the agent I know. That's, Absolutely. I would never worry about someone writing a review like that about someone on our team because I know how our team operates, and so does our community. So which, does our which sphere. It's, it makes it that much more imperative that you start now. Mm-hmm building the proof you may have that reputation but where's your proof seriously what if you yeah that's what i was going to say too what if you're the agent that everybody loves everyone says how much they like you but you've got two five-star reviews on zillow because you don't ask for reviews no serious business it's time to start asking and this is a bit of a pivot okay so this is for those of you that are really credible agents out there listening to this you better not compete against me for a listing and have no reviews and no profile picture and no past sales on zillow no matter how much how many past sales you have Exactly. You might because have sold you might have sold a hundred houses last year with your team, but if you've only got ten reviews, what what do you think speaks more? I mean, it's it, it is that simple. If I walk into an appointment and say, "Who else are you interviewing?" Okay, let's pull them up on Zillow. <laughs> Boom. I mean, I have we have we have sixty five or seventy more reviews than the next highest person in our market. Right. Okay, and that is on purpose. Okay, we've we've certainly done we've done all those sales. We've asked for all those reviews, and we've gotten those clients to agree. Okay, um, I think I think for our our agent listeners that did not di- that did not come up in the review culture that we have now. Sure. Okay. The 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 market that is present for social proof. You need to understand. That you must ask. You must ask. You will not receive if you don't. And if you don't believe that's true, take a moment and think back to the last thing you actually wrote a review for. And see how long it takes you to remember what the last thing you reviewed was. Or if you ever have. If you ever have. What's the last thing? What's the last restaurant you reviewed? Can you even think of one? It takes a lot. It takes an incredibly moving experience for you to be move to a place where you can't stand to not review something. But when someone did a good job for you and they ask you for a review, you'll do it. You'll be like, sure, I'll do that. Yeah, absolutely. Anybody that makes an impact in my life that wants. Yeah. So if you think you don't have to ask. No, you got to ask me. Yeah. You got to ask me very, very rarely. Will I do it on my own? And if you ask me, I might be even that much more endeared to you. You know what? I, I, I absolutely would be more endeared to you. I would respect you more for caring Mm -hmm. that other people know how good you are. Yep. Your opinion matters to me. Will you please let other people know about it? Yeah. Okay. So let's get some some a little. We, we need to close up here in a minute. Okay. But let's get to some tactical stuff. Okay. We went back. There's there's yeah. there's our tactical for the episode. Sure. We haven't um, talked about moving the needle yet, but we'll get there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in order to move the needle with reviews, <laughs> you got to get tactical in these couple of areas. Okay. Number one, have someone else read it before you post it. Yeah. Whether it be a review or a response to a review. The internet gives you the ability to think very carefully before you speak. But it's written in pen, not in pencil. <laughs> yeah. You get no take backs. So do not, if you don't have someone, this is my trick. I read it aloud to myself. That's good. And I put the inflection I would put into reading it as if I were addressing a group of people. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I look at the way my sentences are structured to, uh, to make sure that people understand it because everybody reads things differently as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. You want to make it clear. Okay, yeah. so it's clear. Okay, and then I have someone else read it. Yeah. Okay, and usually it's the most, probably two of the most critical people in my life re- read this response before I put it out there. Important, yeah. And they both gave me the thumbs up. Which, because when you have this conversation in real time with a person, you you know, you have to think on the fly and you have to be very careful with what you say. 
When you do this online, you have an incredible tactical advantage by having a chance to carefully write out what you want to say. And if you act impulsively and in the heat of the moment while you're stressed out, while you're angry, you're giving up the hugest advantage that you could possibly have. So don't waste that. Absolutely. So review your punctuation, review your spelling, read it aloud or ha- and or have someone else read it. Have two people read it. Yeah. Get their opinion. Or maybe write it and sit on it for 30 minutes, too. You know, something. Take 30 minutes. Take a deep breath. Walk around the building. You know, do some jumping jacks and then come back to it. I don't know. But don't rush it. But be timely. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if, if the person reviewing you appears to be rushed, hurried, or incensed, infuriated, et cetera, you've already got a leg up. You have a huge advantage, yeah. Okay, so there's that. Be direct, be specific, tell the truth. And don't exaggerate. And don't exaggerate, not even the slightest, okay? Um, That's pretty much it, Mm -hmm. okay? That's pretty much it. I mean, and, and do the work in advance of this happening to you so that hopefully this is like throwing a pebble at an elephant. Yeah. Right? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like like this is this is, you know, the 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 little fish swimming around underneath the shark, right? They're not going to hurt you. What's the uh, what's the expression? Uh, lions don't have to explain themselves to mice. Have you ever heard that? Uh, <laughs> that's a good, that's a good one. Yeah. I don't know if that's exactly how. Uh, it there's goes. something like that, but it's basically, you know, the apex predator doesn't have to explain why he does what he does to the prey. <laughs> you remember? You remember the "be a shark" quote? No. Oh man, I can't go. I can't. That, that's okay. that's NSF NSF resource. NSFP. That's not, not safe, safe for, for podcasts. Re- not safe for podcasts. Um, be a shark. No, I'm joking. Okay. Um, Google "be a shark." You'll you'll like it. <laughs> um, anyway, so uh, that, that that's my advice. Be direct. Be specific. You know, tell the truth. Don't exaggerate. Have lots of reviews ahead of time, and you know. Read it aloud and have someone else proofread it. Yeah. Because this is very important. If I had done what I had done yesterday after writing a piss poor response, people wouldn't believe me. No. Okay. Well, when this person is taking something that people know immediately when someone writes an angry review, it's probably not as bad as they make it sound. You know, they're. So when this person takes something and elevates it and over exaggerates it, and then they see you over exaggerate to your own defense, that doesn't look good. No, it looks like you're playing the same game. Yeah. And you don't want to play the same game as your bad reviewer. No, absolutely not. Um, Especially when he's outnumbered three hundred to one to begin with. <laughs> well, it, it, you know, in, in summation, this is a review culture, mm-hmm. and if you've put in the work ahead of time, in addition to having integrity and a great reputation, you got nothing to worry about. No, I mean this is water off a duck's back, right? <laughs> That's a Jeff Fitz saying. Right? Plenty of plenty of animal analogies here. <laughs> oh man, we're all over it with the with the kings of the jungle. Yeah, on the, on the analogy front. No, I mean, that's that, that's all it is, folks. It's a review culture. If you haven't plugged into it yet, please do. Yeah. Do yourself a favor. Because there will come a day when somebody will say something about you that's not true, and it could have an effect on your life with it. Sure. And if it has already happened, we want to know what you did. We want to hear from you. What did you do the last time that someone wrote you a bad review? If you would, go over and check out our Instagram. It's at resource underscore Louisville on Instagram. Or you can just find us by searching resource. We come up pretty high in the results. But our last post talks about just this. What do you do when you have a bad review? Go and leave a comment and let us know what you think. Uh, But until next time, we'll be back with another episode of Resource Real Talk About Real Estate.